Hello again, everyone, and welcome to Kicks and Dribbles. I'm Dan McClay. This is the program that looks at international football three times a week, Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. So good to have you along. Lots going on. Let's try to get to all of it because we not only have some news to talk about, but we also have scores of some games that are going on this week with Champions League and Europa League. First of all, breaking news as we come into this episode this evening, Carlo Ancelotti is out at Napoli. Yeah, you heard right. Carlo Ancelotti has been shown the door. Kind of an interesting move here. Don't really understand it because Ancelotti currently has Napoli in seventh position in Serie A. However, they are six points behind Atalanta in sixth place. And uh, Napoli finds themselves in a log jam in Serie A down there in that seventh, eighth, and ninth position, all tied there at 21 points. Uh, as far as Champions League is concerned, Napoli had done a pretty good job. They were in um, Group E with Liverpool and also with Red Bull Salzburg and also with Genk. Those are four excellent teams making up that group. Napoli came out in second place, so they go into the knockout round. And after that uh, win, uh, you'll hear about the score a little bit later on when we do the scores. But after that win that they had, that was when Ancelotti was told his services were no longer needed. So Liverpool comes out of Group B with 10 points. Napoli was right behind them. And then Red Bull Salzburg came up just a point short uh, in that third position. But Napoli gets into the uh, knockout round, and then they lose their coach. So what's going to happen now? Well, Ancelotti leaves um, Napoli with a record of 38, 19 ties, and 16 losses. Not too bad. Uh, as I said, they're currently seventh in Serie A. There's a possibility, and it looks like it may happen here in the next couple of days, Gennaro could do so. He was the former AC Milan manager a couple of years ago. He may step in and be the caretaker manager for Napoli before the year ends. So at this point, Carlo Ancelotti is out. I don't think he'll be unemployed soon unless he wants to be and maybe go into retirement. But Ancelotti is a great guy, an excellent strategist and tactician when it comes to football, and he knows what buttons to push with people. Uh, when he coaches these different clubs, and he's coached a bunch of them around Europe. So uh, best of luck to Carlo Ancelotti as things go on. Now, speaking of managers that have been shown the door, remember we told you on uh, Friday, uh, actually on Sunday, about the uh, big win that was done by Everton against Chelsea. Uh, Saturday, uh, Chelsea had gone into Everton. Everton was down at the bottom, toward the bottom of the table in the EPL and Chelsea went in there, and Everton pulled off a shocker. They won 3-1. to one. Well, it turns out Mario Silva had been sacked the day before that game, and Duncan Ferguson, the Scotsman, had been put in as the new manager, and he had one practice with his Everton squad before they took the field that Saturday and did that shocker to Chelsea. So congratulations to Duncan Ferguson on that. Now, Fahad Mashir, who is the uh, president of Everton, he's got a decision to make. Duncan Ferguson is a great guy. He's a very smart player. He was very smart on the field. He's also smart as a manager. So uh, what uh, Duncan Ferguson proved in one game, is that enough to make Mr. Mashiri uh, maybe keep Ferguson on a permanent basis? This is not known yet, but we're going to see what happens. Uh, Chelsea's got some games coming up that could prove whether Duncan Ferguson is worth his uh, weight in gold maybe or uh, whether he was just a good caretaker manager, and then we'll give it on to somebody else. A couple of names come floating to the top uh, for the uh, vacant Everton position, should Ferguson not stay, and that would be the uh, recently dismissed Ubay Emery from Arsenal. 
Will he be moved over to Everton? There's a possibility there. Or another Scotsman that's sitting on the sidelines, hasn't been coaching in over a year now, and that's not and that's David Moyes. David, of course, is the uh, former manager of Everton. He was a manager several years ago. You remember he had a lot of success there and then was, uh, you might say, handpicked by Sir Alex Ferguson to replace him at Manchester United. Moyes went over there, had limited success at uh, Manchester United. Apparently there were some conflict problems, personality conflicts, and uh, he left and went into some other uh, coaching jobs, didn't last very long at those jobs, and then kind of disappeared off the radar. So David Moyes is on the sidelines, and he's available should uh, Mr. Mashiri decide to bring him back to Everton. And I'm sure the fans would uh, would probably enjoy having uh, David Moyes back. Now, another situation that's coming to light, um, Fellini, who used to be the midfielder at Everton and then went to Manchester United when Moyes went there, uh, Mayomino Fellini, the uh, Belgian midfielder, he is uh, currently in China playing at a team over there. And there is rumor that Josie Mourinho, who is now at Tottenham Hotspur, who had coached Fellini at Manchester United, wants Fellini to come play for him. Now, if Moyes comes back to Everton, <laughs> David Moyes and Fellini were really, really good friends, and Moyes depended on Fellini to run that midfield at Everton. So could Moyes and Josie Mourinho get into maybe a little bidding war for Fellini's services? That's uh, to be determined. So a lot of speculating going on here. But there are certainly possibilities that could come to uh, to the light uh, as this situation develops. So again, Duncan Ferguson right now in charge at Everton. He's got a good uh, a good start with that three to one shocker that he gave to Chelsea. Um, so we'll just see where it all goes on down the road. But Everton looks to be uh, maybe heading in the right direction, going up in the table instead of staying at that uh, near the bottom position. Now, speaking of Chelsea, they apparently have got their fishing hook in the water as that January um, transfer window approaches. They have been uh, given a little bit of a, a present, you might say. Their FIFA transfer ban has been halved by the Court of Arbitration of Sport. So that means they can start signing people in January. And boy, I'll tell you what, they're looking to uh, throw some money out there and try and get a couple of people. One of them is Timo Wiener. Now, if you haven't heard about this kid, He's got 15 goals. He's currently at Red Bull Leipzig. Uh, he's doing some great things. He's a, he's a German uh, footballer, and he is really something to watch. Uh, Chelsea is looking to get him into their fold. There's also this 19-year-old British phenom, Jadon Sancho. If you haven't seen this kid play, you're missing something. He is really something to watch. He is doing a great job at Borussia Dortmund there in the Bundesliga. In 12 games, seven goals, eight assists. Now, Wait till I tell you how much money he's making. Yeah, he's 19 years old. Are you ready for this? You better sit down if you want to hear this. Uh, he's making 190,000 euros a week. That's right, a week. That's 760,000 euros a month. So when it comes into euros per year, whoo, we're talking what in the eight nine million dollar range. So um, this this kid is worth some money. Apparently, everybody wants to sign him. Uh, again, he's uh, making 190,000 euros a week at uh, Borussia Dortmund right now. So we'll see where that goes. But keep your eyes and ears on Jaden Sancho. He's uh, plays for the English national team. He's 19 years old and he is a phenom. Another one that uh, Crystal Palace, I'm sorry, another one that Chelsea is looking at from Crystal Palace is Wilfried Zaha. 
Now, this guy is really something to see. He's got speed. He's got great dribbling ability. He's from the Ivory Coast. He came out of the Crystal Palace Academy system, which means he's really uh, in, 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 uh, in tune with the Crystal Palace mentality. But he could also go to Chelsea and help them tremendously. Uh, again, Wilfried Zaha, another name to keep on the back burner in your mind. He is from the Ivory Coast. He's also on the Ivory Coast national team. Liverpool, Barcelona, and Arsenal are all lining up, and they're looking at this 17-year-old uh, kid from Red Bull Salzburg. Now, he is not playing at Red Bull Salzburg right now. He's playing for their farm team, which is FC Liefering. FC Liefering plays in Salzburg, but they're in the Austrian second division. Um, he has got a contract with Red Bull Salzburg that expires on May 31st, 2021, currently uh, making about 8.5 million euros a year. But he is something to watch. They say this kid is amazing. He has already rejected a 15 million euro uh, per year offer from Barcelona. But Liverpool and Arsenal are looking at him real hard. I imagine Liverpool's got some money to throw around. And, uh, of course, being with their reputation and Jurgen Klopp, uh, you know, I think uh, Liverpool might have an inner edge here. But we'll see how this all plays out again with the January window. Uh, Kareem Adeyemi playing now at FC Liefering, but under contract to Red Bull Salzburg. He's 17 years old and is supposed to be an up-and-coming phenom. We will see how he uh, decides to go in his uh, future. Now, Arsenal with Freddie Jungberg. Okay, what a game they played the other day. They, uh, they went over to West Ham, and this was on uh, Monday. And uh, whenever you go into West Ham, the Hammers have a great fan base and the stadium is loud. So Arsenal goes in there and before the game even starts, Hector Bellerin, who is the Spanish midfielder for them, pulls a hamstring. So he's out for the game. So Fred and Jungberg has to turn to Ainsley Maitland-Niles. Not a bad uh, substitution, uh, a good defensive midfielder. And so Ainsley steps in to fill in for Hector Bellerin. Okay, the game starts. Uh, they're going back and forth. Uh, West Ham jumps out to a 1-0 lead and around the 29th minute, Kiernan Tierney. Now, you remember him from Celtic. Uh, he was signed in the summer transfer window to Arsenal from Celtic. He goes down with a shoulder injury, landed really awkwardly on the pitch. And so they had to take him off the field and um, they had to replace him. And so uh, you've got two of your stars down already and it didn't even halftime. So Arsenal, you might want to say limps to halftime. They're down 1-0, getting the locker room. It's Arsenal, and you've got Martinelli scoring, then Pepe scoring, and then Abba Mayans scoring as well. Arsenal comes out with a 3-1 win. The way you do it on the, on the road, and Junberg knows this because he is a proven veteran from playing uh, in the league and also being a coach. Junberg knows when you get on the road and you get to a situation like this, you've got to go back to the basics and keep the game simple. He did that, and so Arsenal comes away with a 3-1 win on Monday at West Ham, and that was a very good uh, place to do that. Okay, now I told you about Josie Mourinho, and he's over there at uh, Tottenham Hotspur. And, of course, as I said, he's looking at Fellaini, who is now playing in uh, China. He's playing with his team, Shangdong Luneng, who's in the China Super League, and they're very, very good. But you've got David Moyes also possibly on the sidelines. It could go to Everton. So could Fellaini become a bargaining chip or some sort of a, a player that might be uh, maybe uh, try to be outbid uh, by one or the other. You've got Mourinho possibly against Everton, so we'll see how that plays out. Uh, Tottenham currently in the midfield has, 
has quite a lineup. They've got Eric Dyer, Henry Winks, uh, Nuso Sissoku, who's one of my favorites, and Giovanni Lo Celso. Now, when you take those midfielders, you've got great ball movement, you've got great scoring possibility, and you've got great uh, midfield mentality. You bring in Fellaini, so what's going to happen? Well, possibly you start Fellaini and you let uh, Sissoko and Lo Celso or maybe Dyer rotate in on your substitutions during the game, depending on how important the game is and how is the game going. This way you can rest your midfielders and have them fresh as the season goes on. So again, Fellaini is not, not even moving anywhere yet, but this is just all speculation. But there is a possibility of the way this going uh, this way. So again, Mourinho may be, uh, may be trying to do something against maybe his former club of Man U uh, because Fellaini may go uh, over to Everton and, of course, David Moyes knows Fellaini. So it's all, uh, it's all kind of interesting to see how it's all going to play out. We'll see where, where it goes. Okay, Man United, old Gunnar Solkjaen, and, of course, their coach. Um, he's under a three-year deal uh, right now, but, you know, he's having a lot of success at Man U. He's currently, since 2018 when he took over, He's 14-3-2, not too bad. 40 goals uh, for the team and 17 goals against. Uh, Man U has picked up 32 league points since uh, Old Gunner took over. So uh, I look for Old Gunner to maybe be there for a while. We'll just see where it all plays out. Again, Man U looking good uh, in the standings right now. They're sitting around fifth in the uh, EPL. On Tuesday, we had Champions League action, and boy, did we have some good games. Nothing really surprising except for one game, and the one that was game that was kind of a surprise was the one that we told you about, which is the marquee matchup. Uh, Barcelona and Inter played. Barcelona got the first goal. Inter tied it with my guy, Lukaku, getting the tying goal. And then in the second half, this 19-year-old comes on, who is just absolutely amazing, uh, Naftu, and he uh, nets a goal in the 88th minute, He'd only been on the pitch about two minutes, and he nets the winning goal uh, for uh, Barcelona against Inter Milan. What a, what a debut indeed. So Barcelona beats Inter 2-1 to one in the Champions League encounter, and that was at the, uh, at the stadium in Milan. Other games, uh, Chelsea was at home, and they uh, were able to take care of Lille from France. That score was 2-1. to one. As I told you about Napoli, they had a good uh, ending to their group stage uh, in the Champions League, and they're going to move out into the uh, knockout round. But again, Carlo Ancelotti now gone from Napoli. Napoli shuts out Gank 4-0. It was Salzburg, Redbird Salzburg at home, 32 degrees and clear skies in Western Austria when that game kicked off. And Liverpool was able to uh, shut out Salzburg at Salzburg 2-0. Benfica you know, from Portugal playing at home, thank goodness, because they were playing Zenit from uh, Russia. And uh, Benfica uh, enjoyed playing at home indeed. 3-0, they shut out Zenit. Lyon. Uh, was at home, and they tied Leipzig 2-2. Dortmund was at home, and they had Slavia Praha come in, but Dortmund was able to prevail 2-1. And Valencia on the road to Ajax in Holland. Valencia takes a 1-0 win there. So looking at Champions League action on Wednesday, Shakhtar Donetsk, the Ukraine, is going to host Atalanta from Italy. Dynamo Zagreb is going to host Man City. Galatasaray from Greece is going to travel to PSG. Uh, Club Bruges is in uh, Belgium, and they're going to host Real Madrid. The marquee matchup, Bayern Munich hosting Tottenham Hotspur with Georgi Mourinho. Red Star is going to travel to Olympiacos. Atletico Madrid will be hosting Lokomotiv Moscow. 
And Bayer Leverkusen in the Bundesliga is going to be hosting Juventus. That should be a game indeed because Bayern Leverkusen plays at home. Juventus probably has got more firepower, but Leverkusen, again, a good home team. We'll see how that all plays out. On Thursday, as I told you uh, on the last uh, episode, that uh, Europa League has got 25 matches coming up on Thursday. We're not going to do all of them, but we're going to highlight about eight or nine of them that are of importance. Uh, these are teams that you've heard of and are teams that are currently are, are doing well in their groups. And uh, this is the last uh, hoo-ha, you might say, for the group round before everybody goes to knockout. So Lazio from Rome is going to go to Rennes over in France. Celtic from uh, Scotland is going to travel to Cluj. Victoria Guaymas from uh, Portugal is going to go to Eintracht Frankfurt. Arsenal is going to go to Standard Liège in Belgium. Sevilla is going to go to Apoel. Rangers of Scotland is going to host Young Boys from Switzerland. Roma will be at home against Wolfsburg. Mönchengladbach, Gladbach, who currently leads the uh, Bundesliga, they'll be at home to Istanbul. And Man United is going to host AZ from Holland. So that's a basic look at the uh, some of the matches that are going to be in the Europa League on Thursday. Again, these are the teams that uh, most of us have heard of, and they're the ones currently uh, that are uh, in their groups and looking good to go into the knockout round when they come out. Uh, on Friday, there's a limited schedule of league games around Europe. There's only actually three games, one in La Liga, which is going to find Deportivo Alaves hosting Leganes. Then in the Bundesliga, Augsburg is going to travel to Hoffenheim. And then in the Ligue 1, Montpellier is going to travel to Lille, and uh, they'll be playing that. So on Friday, a very limited schedule. Then on the weekend, regular league schedules will pick up. And on our Friday uh, episode, we will have a complete schedule of all the games taking place during the weekend uh, in and around Europe. As far as college soccer is concerned, men's NCAA semifinals are now on tap. We've got Stanford's going to play Georgetown on Saturday. Wake Forest, after that, will take on Virginia, and the winner of those two games will go to the finals to determine the NCAA Division I men's championship in soccer. So once again, some good soccer there. Uh, just to give you an update on the, uh, on the league uh, standings once again before we go to the weekend, Liverpool and Leicester City are 1-2 and two in the EPL. In the, Scottish, uh, in the Scottish Premier League, Celtic and Ranger are at 34 apiece. In La Liga, Barcelona and Real Madrid tied at 28 points apiece. Bundesliga's got Mönchengladbach and Leipzig right there uh, nip and tuck with Mönchengladbach a, a point ahead. Bayern Munich right there behind uh, Leipzig at 24 points as well. Then in Serie A, Juventus, 35 points. Inter with 34 and Lazio then with 27. So uh, some good races going on in the leagues as we start going into the second half of the season across Europe. Again, we want to tell you that Carlo Ancelotti is out at Napoli. No uh, caretaker manager has been appointed at this time. However, we expect to hear uh, any time now from Napoli as far as who might be in his position to guide Napoli through the rest of the season. As I told you, uh, they came out of their uh, group in second place, so we'll see how that all plays out. That's all for Kicks and Dribbles on this uh, Wednesday. 
Thank you for tuning in. Lauren McClay is our technical producer of Kicks and Dribbles. Uh, John Dang does the sound, and DC McClay does uh, contributions and ideas. We again, thank you for listening in and enjoy the soccer going on this, uh, this week. And again, don't let your life have too many yellow cards.